to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. What's up? Happy Wacky Wednesday. Happy Wonderful Wednesday. Happy Women's Wednesday. If you're a man and you're listening to this, it's okay. It can still be Women's Wednesday. Um, I'm Alexa, a woman, and with me is another woman, Ambrosia. What's up, girl? I'm a man. <laughs> Are you doing that, like, app? Everybody's doing the app, man. Oh, my God. That app is crazy bananas because every time they do a gender swap, it's the same guy. I'm always the same guy. So I guess that really is what I would look like as a man. Who knows? <laughs> I didn't do it yet, but I already kind of know what I would look like as a guy. And I think I would actually look pretty – like, this is weird to say, but my features actually would um, be good as a as a guy. So I look like a feminine man because <laughs> it's just because my chin is so tiny. You know what I mean? I have oh like a God. very dent, uh, small chin. I have to talk to you about something that I discovered the other day about chin and double chin and face shape. It's called mewing. I don't even know how I discovered this, but it's a craze that's like sweeping the nation of kids are doing this where they you just re, you reposition your tongue because most of us, we breathe out of our mouth. So our tongue is like hanging down when it's supposed to be pressing up against the roof of our mouth. And if we just keep practicing it every day, it changes the structure of your face and your jaw and it recorrects like double chin. It corrects like double chins. And like the only reason we get double chins is because our tongue like hangs down. So it goes like this. But when we mm-hmm. keep it up on the top of our mouth in the correct position, it trains it up and so then it starts to change the face of the the shape of like even your nose like it gets like less pointy and like it's crazy and I've been practicing it because I'm like dude like it also fixes asymmetry you know how all of our faces are asymmetrical and this thing mewing m-e-w-i-n-g google it people it's freaking fascinating um it's, well, and they're saying – and they did experiments with two twins where they said, okay, one of you, you get braces and the other, you're just going to practice these orthotropics is what it's called, like the study of like reshaping your face just with movements, right? And so one of them got braces and one did orthotropics and they had like near, nearly identical results and the orthotropics one was even like better. Holy crap. Freaking – crazy is that? I've been wondering how to exercise the muscles in my face without looking like a crazy person. So, <laughs> Well, we'll have to talk about it because I've like di- – I, d- I did a de- deep dive into this recently and I have a lot of information for you. So I'm really excited about it. A Me too. New podcast coming out yeah. about facial muscles. <laughs> now, June is going to be ju- face- facial June. <laughs> Alexa's going to be the uh, expert on it. 
Yeah. No, great. seriously, I'm really interested in it. I swear. Like, it's very interesting to me. I wouldn't mind being trained in, like, facial or orthotropics or whatever. Orthotropics? Um, it yeah. sounds very tropical. It does. <laughs> sounds like I'm going on vacation. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. get to the day. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so. Yeah, well, that's loading. So let's just talk about uh, what we're doing. So you want to say what we're doing? We're kind of winging it today. We're kind of winging it in the best way. Yeah. We have a backup plan if our first plan <laughs> fails. Okay. So we're prepared, guys. Yeah. But what we're going to try to do is talk to Avicii. So we had a conversation with Avicii. It was the first – was it the first or second celebrity reading? It was the first ever. It was the first okay. time we ever tried to connect to a celebrity together. But we didn't ever. I didn't know it was a celebrity because it's embarrassing. So the way that Alexa positioned it to me, I thought it was a friend of hers. <laughs> she just kept going like, what's his name again? I'm like, Avicii. Avicii. And like, I genuinely thought that this but. was someone she knew personally. But it was nice because it, if I had known it was a celebrity, I might have like freaked out a little bit. But anyway, his real name is Tim. Super sweet guy. He's, um, a, he's a famous... DJ, okay. if you don't yeah. know, he became very famous for being a, a DJ, um, and he had this song called Levels that was like being played everywhere. It was like, but he also had this song that if you didn't know him from that, then you knew him um, called Wake Me Up. Don't wake, wake me up, me up yeah. if it's all over when I'm wiser and I'm older. So, um, so. Anyway, I know him because when I was in the music industry, that was the industry I was in, the electronic dance music world, and he was just exploding like right when I got into it. Like he it was just becoming a thing. So my whole like career in that field was always kind of wherever he was. Like he was leading that that tribe. And so he I felt very connected to him. So that's why when I met Ambi and I was like, wait, you can talk to dead people. So you could also talk to a dead celebrity. Let's try Avicii because he had just died very suddenly. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, today, this week, Ambi's like, do you want to do a um, celebrity or a celebrity spirit reading? And I was like, okay, who? And then she's like, let's talk to Avicii. And I was like, we're going to talk to him, but maybe – maybe some stuff has been up since he died. It's been a year, so who knows? And um, I don't know. We'll try to check in with him and just see what that's all about, I guess. Mm. Okay. We ready? Yeah, sure. Is he here? Yeah. Okay. There's another DJ coming up. Um, Did this DJ – hold on. Let me ask him really quick because there's another DJ that's like a young kid that I feel like is younger than him but is up and coming. Mm-hmm. And I, what he's showing is like they're just coming up. Okay. Well, that could um, be a lot of people. Right. But this person, I feel like trying to determine if this person is alive or not. Did someone recently OD? Um, is he a DJ? Yeah. Um. God, I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of DJs are having, I don't know. Um, DJs that overdosed in 2018. Only person coming up is Avicii. How about 2019? Uh, Nope. All that's coming up is, well, you know what's crazy is that I just Googled that and 
I see an article that I never saw before that says Avicii's tragic end. DJ died by cutting himself. And that's what you said. The first that's what time. I said originally. Yeah, yeah. but he, that was never published from what I saw. Well. So anyway, no, I don't, I don't know if a DJ died. I don't know. Okay. Anything. So I don't want to predict anything, but this is what Avicii showing me is that this person's going to overdose. I don't think – they're going to pass away, but I think what he's saying is that they're going down the same road that he was going down. Does was that make he friends sense with to them? Um, no, he was not friends with them. But I feel like he influenced this person, but not, um, not physically. He said, just um, yeah, like they knew of him. They knew of him. Yeah, he's showing him like uh, like Avicii's pulling him up. Does that make sense? Yes. So I think he put Avicii on a pedestal. Um, is he yeah. famous? Like people know this guy that's, that's yeah, going Yeah, people on? know this guy. And is there's something on- about a hat. He wears a hat all the time. And I know Avicii wore hats. We're not talking about you, right? No, he said someone like me. They modeled a lot of their career after him. Um, Ask him if I know him. Do I know him? Yeah, but I don't think that narrows it down a lot. Yeah, that doesn't. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have um, I ever interacted with him personally? No. Okay. No. Um. Anyway, he wants me to give a little backstory on Avicii really fast if you don't know. So the last time we talked to Avicii, I verified how he passed away. I verified someone was with him. They kind of freaked out because they didn't know what to do. Avicii didn't really think that he was going to die. It was more of like a call for help. A lot of people that pass away a lot by suicide don't expect to die they expect to someone to interject before they actually die um or they regret it very quickly um after it happens so avici was the same way um he verified a lot of information i didn't know about him um this still is a cat coming up and i know that he had a dog because i did a google search after so it's very strange it was a small dog like a cat though um does he and he has a son right his girlfriend had a son. His girlfriend had a – he said that's that's his son too. Okay. Um, Wait, so, <laughs> it, like biologically? No, not biologically. Okay, he considers him a son. Yeah. Um, and then – Yeah, no, she, she had a cat. Oh, did she? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then she he changed the way that people viewed electronic music. So he was leading the way that people – and he said that that sense has turned around a little bit. Like they've kind of backslided a little bit since he died. He wasn't able to put out as much music as he wanted to. Um, but I do feel like there's another song coming out of his. Does that make yes, sense? Yes, there is. I was just about to say that. There's new music coming out. Oh, shit. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, that kind of blew my mind. Does he like – is he happy about that? He said kind of <laughs> like, eh. Um, he said yes because he's excited that there's new music coming out, but they I feel like they tweaked it in a way that maybe he wouldn't have done, but with the best intentions. Like he would have wanted it this way, but that's not exactly how he would have tweaked it. Right. But also he was a perfectionist. Right. Um, also he had – once everybody – wants me to tell everybody that he had really bad stomach issues when he was alive and that caused a lot of his pain both physically and mentally yo we should have hooked you up with puria man i feel like it was a hole oh was it from drinking or was it from like abuse of his body 
Yeah, it was from abuse of his body, but also I feel like it was something he was born with. It was both. It made it worse, the abuse of his body. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. Miriam wouldn't have helped because he didn't want anything to help. He wasn't willing to change. Yeah, he didn't want help. Yeah. he. Yeah, I forgot about all of his abuse issues. Um, okay. Okay, so let's ask him – can we ask you more spiritual questions? Yeah, well, so – Tim. Also, he is what? Where is he from again? Because he's like Norway. He has an accent. Or, Norway. Um, okay. No, no, no. I don't think it's Norway. Hold on. No, Swedish. He's Swedish. So. Okay. Yes, so he's Swedish. Wait, right? Is that right? Mm. Yes, he's Swedish. Is it? Yep. Is he? He's okay. Swedish. Okay, cool. He was born in Stockholm, Sweden. Um. Okay. So, well, so Avicii, like, what? What has been – we last talked to you literally almost exactly a year ago. So what's been up with you since then? What has happened? Like what have you been experiencing in non-physical? It's mm, a good question, Alexa. Um, so he's showing me being with um, people that he loves. Now, I don't know if you can verify this because this is interesting. But his girlfriend, is she dating someone new? Um, his girlfriend was like, what's her name? Was it Teresa? Because he's showing me she's with somebody new, but he's still like, um, with her. But is he happy about this new person? He's pretty neutral about the situation. Um, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't see anybody, but I don't know. That doesn't mean she's not. Okay, yeah. I don't know if we could verify that. Um, But I feel like he's pretty neutral about it. But anyway, the point is is that he's with people and his mother, his family too. Like people that, yeah, and his son. He's very adamant that it's his son. Does his son see him? No. Um, His son, I feel like, feels (laughs) him. Bless you. Sorry. His son what? His son feels him, like feels oh, okay. that there's someone there, but can't really determine um, who it is. Does that make sense? Because his son was so little when he passed away. Okay. Yeah. But my question is like, but what's he what's he experiencing there as a soul? Like what? Besides okay. like being on the let earth. Me, like, <clears throat> let me with- express to you what he – let me tell you what he's showing me. Okay. So it feels like a classroom. It's very strange. It feels like a classroom, but instead of like learning like the, you know, ABC and all of that jazz, it's going over like your life. It's going over everything that you've done and then all of the um, ripple impacts. Does that make sense? Yes. That your life had on other people. Yes. But for him, that must be so immense because like his music reached so many people. He said that's why he's still going through that. So does he see like every single person that it affected? Like he literally experiences how it affected every single human that's ever heard his music? What he's – making me feel like is it's not like you see them with your eyes. It's like you feel them. Mm. 
So it's not the same um, visual input because essentially what you're seeing is nothing. Like it's just clear. It's just nothing. I just see like a bright white light, but I feel how the others feel when I'm around. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. Like instead of um, just looking at it from an aerial perspective, which I feel like a lot of other people have had the the information like this is what happens, you're actually feeling what they felt. Okay. And does he have like a guide in non-physical? Like someone helping him? Yeah, there's someone helping him in non-physical. Um It's interesting. So your guide is he like did the finger air quotes, right? Your guide changes depending upon your religious belief. What? So that's really interesting because sometimes the guide can be Jesus, right? And sometimes the guide can be what people think of God, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes this individual can be an a uh, family member ancestor it depends upon what you feel like your guide should be right so it's all like what you think it is right and so who is his was he religious he did he believed in um i want to say he was it feels like Christian, um, but I think he was open to a lot of different ideas. Was he spiritual? Like, did he believe in an afterlife? He did believe in an afterlife, but what he's saying is that um, he also had an open mind. So the idea of an afterlife, um, what really happened exceeded his expectations. Mm an interesting way to put that yeah what did he experience when he crossed over like when he was making his transition what did he see um so there's a couple of things that you see it's it's like it's kind of like how what he's showing me is like going through a tunnel but like you're being rocketed through the tunnel Mm. It's very fast. Um, Like, you know, in the movies when someone's being born, it's like going through this tunnel and then you're out and like you're crying and everybody's like, oh, congratulations. It's like the going back through the tunnel the other way. Mm. But then once you get to the other side, instead of, oh, congratulations, what is it? It's calm. It's just relaxing. It's just and are you are you there's like, a part where it's nothingness. It's just stillness. And are you familiar does it familiar to you? Are you like, oh yeah? He's saying that depends upon how you pass. But um for him it wasn't familiar. For him it was it wasn't scary, but it was 
He's saying it was just calm and nothingness. Okay. Because I feel like this pretends uh, depends upon. So, like, if you think that after you pass away, nothing happens, then you get that moment of nothingness. Right. That's how he makes me feel. Right. So you're creating it. Right. So I feel like he was probably brought up religious, but didn't really know if anything happens after you die. Yeah. He wants to know. He's like, it's interesting how every now he's saying this in his own words. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. But he's saying that it's interesting how everybody, including him, is so obsessed with what happens after you die. And he's saying that you forget to live in the moment. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I was at, um, uh, I went to see Aziz Ansari last night and he literally pulled out, he said that he told the audience that he got rid of his iPhone and he literally pulled out a freaking flip phone, a flip phone. He's like, this is my phone. He's like, if you see me on like Twitter and Instagram, he's like, I don't know who that, that's just like someone from like my management doing it. Like, it's not me because I have this flip phone. This is what I use now. And he's like, and the reason why is because like, I want to be in the moment. Like, I want to like stay in the moment and like this is how I do it and I was just like I literally like said out loud I was like my god oh my god (laughs) but I mean he kept driving that point home the whole the whole show like he ended it that way he was like he was like I just want to stay in the moment like I experienced where this could all be taken away from me with like this scandal that happened and I just want to like be here with you guys and like it was really powerful so so yeah Vici be in the moment um, what was the scandal that happened? What a me t- a me too thing. So one girl was like, "Oh, wow. like ten years ago, I dated Aziz Ansari, and it was a me too thing." And I don't really know. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't, but it like from what I read of it, it was like it's just one person's account. And honestly, the whole me too thing, like, okay, I'm I love it as like a movement because women are rising up into power. But at the same time, it's kind of really scary for men because it's like any woman could just be like literally every single woman has experienced this. Every single woman. I don't care who you are. You've experienced this in some way. So Mm -hmm. anyone could just be like, me too. And it's like, well, there's different levels of this. Like there's way different levels of this, but it's like part of our culture. So it just feels like this thing where men are like oh my god you know and especially men in Mm -hmm. in this in the limelight because like so he was saying he was like I like went through a period of time where like I didn't know if I'd ever come on tour again like I didn't know if I could do it I like I didn't know if anyone would come you know and he sold out this like giant um metropolitan theater so anyway that was my my side rant um so okay well Avicii did you was there a reason you popped up for us today or yesterday? <laughs> what? He said, well, I've got a new song coming out. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> you want us to play it on here? I mean, give us oh, God, give us the – but I – that is really funny. I feel like he was a really funny person. Um, he said he tried to be. Um, but I also – let me see here. What else is he saying? Yeah, he said he liked talking to us, and I like talking to him too. Um, but he's saying he liked talking to us last time. 
And there aren't too many people that want to talk to celebrities after they've passed away to this level. Um, Well, part of me is kind of nervous about that, to be honest. Like, honestly, I felt some resistance come up because the first time we did it, we didn't record it. And I was like, yeah, that's cool because you you had just transitioned. It was a sensitive time. But part of me is still a little bit nervous, to be honest, because I'm like, what about all those people I used to work with? Like, what if they hear this? Like, people might be really – offended or like I don't know it might like incite some uh I I don't know some like weird feelings with people you know what I'm saying Mm. yeah so his his point is how can you be great and do something that nobody's done without offending people Mm. you can't amen damn he's like you know how many people disliked me that's true. You know what? Can I tell you something, VG? Go. Yeah. When I went to Ultra, I went to Ultra many times, but one of the times I went to Ultra was in – when was it? Was it 2013? When did you play Wake Me Up on stage for the first time? What year? Was it 2011? That could be it too. Wait. Yes. Uh, No, not 2011. No, it was 2012 or 13. Whatever. Anyway, I, I was 11. there. Go ahead. Keep he said going. 11? I see 11. Keep going. Hold on. Let me freaking verify this. Wake me up first time ultra Avicii. Uh, 2013. Avicii, it's 2013. Was that November? No, it was in March. Weird. Go ahead. Okay. So anyway – you oh it could have been ultra 11 i don't know anyway um when you played that live i was like i like lo- i loved you i was so there for you and i was like and then you played that live and i was like so angry i was like what the hell is he doing like why and and i was one of the people that walked away from you and then like Turns out, like, three months later, that song was, like, the biggest thing ever, and I loved that song. But at the time, I just – it was so different. I, like, couldn't appreciate it, and I was just in a different state of mind. I was, like, in this, like, you know, I wanted to, like, party, and, like, that song was just such a different vibe. And But we look back, you know, I've talked about this with a lot of people, looking back and, like, the fact that you were brave, you played that song – and you knew it was going to be a hit. Like, you knew it was going to be big. No one there understood or knew, but we all got it a couple months later, just like you probably knew, like, in your bones, you know? So a couple of things he's saying. <clears throat> he's saying that um, – is this the – okay, I don't know what Ultra is, but I feel like what he's making me feel like is um, what's that music festival? Okay. I feel like the images that I've seen of Coachella, that's what I feel like. And like people are pissed. Yeah. Really okay. pissed. Like really, really pissed. pissed. Is it outside? Yes. Okay. Like really whole- pissed about this, but yeah. he's saying, so, so what was the message there that he wanted people to do is wake up. Mm. That's the whole point of the song. Right. So he's he's sharing his experience with you. And many people didn't like it. He was told not to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. But he still did it. Um, 
Because he is saying he's saying he liked to piss people off to a degree. <laughs> and why you know? did he like to do that? Because that's how you shake that's how you shake things loose. That's how you become great. Mm. Yeah. With by waking people up, by by helping them um lift up, he's saying there's a language barrier with this word, but yeah. by helping people lift up essentially. You have to you have to make some people angry. Mm, that is that's very relevant to my life right now. Totally powerful. I'm like coming. I, I, it's like, does Avicii have any advice for me? I just felt inspired to ask, like me, on my path specifically moving forward. Never put the power outside yourself. Um, and that you've got to be in control of your own, your own life with partnerships, with work, with fun, you need to be in control of it because once you put the power outside yourself and he's showing me a picture of a cell phone, once you put the power outside yourself, that's when you lose connection. (laughs) Wait, is the cell phone representing how I put the power outside myself or no, the cell phone represents how everybody puts the power outside themselves with, um, society. Oh, letting other people say what's what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's very relevant, very relevant to me right now for sure. Um, thank you for that. And yeah, I mean, you truly like were one of those pioneers, like, and and yeah, it, that people were so pissed in that moment. Like I will never forget that moment. People were like screaming at the stage and just like – it was like someone had just like cut the music in like the middle of like the best part and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then just walked away from him on stage. So um, so yeah, I was there for that and, and then I – but I saw myself turn around. Like I saw myself like then change my whole perspective of it later. So – I feel like that's a really good example for me to remember personally, like about how like it doesn't matter. Like when you have a vision, you have to follow that vision, even if it pisses people off. Because like if it's your vision, you're being inspired to it for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. Um, it's really interesting. There's a couple of things that he's sharing with me. He's sharing a lot of stuff with me so quickly that it's hard to keep up. <sighs> But he's saying a lot of artists do this. There's been a lot of artists. Like one that comes to my mind is Eminem, right? A lot of people have a physical reaction when they hear him or when they see him, Mm -hmm. right? He's very controversial. Mm -hmm. But he's also leading the way for others like him, just like Avicii did. Mm. Yeah, It's like the person – it's like Avicii's the person going through the crowd first and moving people out of the way. Dude, I was just got a visual of that, but I saw it in terms of like battle. It's like the person that's running out in the front of the battle and taking all the bullets like for yep. first so for that people like people get tired. Them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I saw it in a concert, but yeah, same thing. That's cool. I like that. What else did he say? <laughs> What else is Well, there? you said he said a lot of things, so. Right. Um, mm. 
Mm-mm. I lost the other thing you said. Okay, well, I have Just a question. like a conversation with a person. Go ahead. Um. Well, what does he think of – so I just saw, and I talked about this on the last podcast episode, this artist Grizz that I love. What does he think of him? Because I think he's like doing different things too, just in a different way. Mm. So we're he's saying we're all doing things in a different way. We're all doing things in our own way. Um he's showing me an image of like he likes he likes Grizz. Um I don't think he's as mind blown by Grizz as you are. Does that make sense? Um <laughs> He's just like shrugging his shoulders, like he's all right. <laughs> no, like he's he. I feel like he's how old is he? Is Grizz younger? Yeah, I think he's pretty young. He's in his twenties, I think. Okay. Um, because I feel like, and maybe this is because Avicii's been passed at this point, but it feels like he's a lot younger than Avicii was. But I don't think he was logically. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. But maybe he feels emotionally younger. Yeah, that could be. That very well could be. And then um, he's got a lot to learn because I feel like he's being told what to do a lot. And I feel like he's not really taking the rings, the reins of his life, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. And so in that aspect, he's, he's, uh, he's saying it happens a lot to celebrities. You're told what to do, where to go, who to speak to, how to act, and all of those things. And um, in the beginning, it's very easy to fold and just do what they want you to do. It's just like us in just – but on a magnified scale. It's just like us. We're being told by society what to do, what to say, what's cool, what's not, like where to fall in line, right? Mm -hmm. And and you can listen to society because – and most people do listen to society and they do what society says because they don't want to be criticized or attacked or anything. And it's the same thing I feel like with celebrities just on a much more magnified scale – of like there's actually people around you constantly telling you these things. Yes. And giving you like – he's showing me like a time chart of like this is this and this is this and this is when you do this. This is when you poop, he said. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and making you believe that if you don't follow that, then you're going to fail. Right. Just like um, he's showing me with the face symmetry, symmetry, symmetry yeah. thing that we were talking about. He's like if you don't follow that, you're not pretty. Mm. Oh, Avicii. Yeah. Well, true. I, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, he's saying he's saying a lot of people didn't think I was pretty. That was not true. And he's showing air quotes. I think a lot of I think everyone, I thought he was attractive. You're so attractive. I just want to throw well, that and I like you with facial hair. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was a time, I guess, like, but no, well, no, you were cute. I don't know. He was so cute, I thought. Um, who's someone Who's someone in the music industry right now that he thinks is, like, fantastic, like, that he thinks is going to be, like, a huge, like, per, like an awesome – who that he thinks is an awesome influence on people? Any music genre or do you want – Any, yeah, sure. Any.
he he's showing me house music, which makes sense. Um, but uh, there's oh, let's see. The guy with he's saying that people wearing costumes is done. Does that so make sense? He to doesn't you? like marshmallow. <laughs> Does he have like a big head? Yeah, a big helmet. Well, that looks oh like my god, he's saying that he's he's big, but I was like, that doesn't make sense, so I didn't say it. He's saying that um, he's big, but he needs to take that off now and like be himself. Does that make sense? That's his gimmick. Yeah, yeah that is. So I know him. Pers- I grew up with him here and felt the real guy in Philly. And he's very talented and very funny and a very charming and charismatic. Um, yeah. Do people see his face when he's – Never. When he – yeah, he, he literally lives a two identities. One as another artist that people know, and this as the character. Which I all often think, man, that must get really kind of. I don't know. It must be challenging just for a p- human to do sometimes. But anyway, yeah, he's saying the time for that is over um, because I feel like he could be he could be doing so much more. The feeling that Avicii's giving me is that he could be doing so much more if he were to take the helmet off. Mm. Interesting. Well, wait. Um, so he didn't answer the question. So who does he feel like is doing awesome things? Like is like someone that that guy? Oh, he feels like he's doing awesome things. But yeah, he needs he's to doing office awesome things, but he could be more awesome. <laughs> That's what I said. That's not what he said. <laughs> he wants me to verify that. Anyway, um, he could be doing better if he were to take off the helmet and be himself. What's something? Go go ahead. What were you going to say? I was, it was another question. I was going to say, what's something that's like coming up in music that we don't expect? Working together, bridging the gap between different music, uh, different genres of music that are completely different, completely different. Um, I feel like country and like house music. Um, yeah. Like things you wouldn't expect at all. Um, also, it feels like a lot of like jazz too. Yeah. That's like coming funk. up. Yeah. That's what Grizz is. It's like jazz funk. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see that genre rising in a big, big way. Um, what what should mus- what advice do you have to up and coming musicians? Like someone who who is really talented. I know what what advice do you have for my friend Nikki? <laughs> you have to push the envelope. She has to push the envelope. Yeah, you have to push past the doubt and you have to push past what people say you how people limit you. Mm. And- because people want to keep you in their box, he's saying. People want to keep you where they feel like it's okay that you are. Right. Yeah. But you have to be the one that pushes past it. Just like for the concert when he played. Um, wake me up. Wake me up. I was going to say, let me go. I don't know why. <laughs> um, when he played, wake me up. Nobody wanted him to do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You have to, you have to push past other people's comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a lot of people's comfort zones. Yeah. Because you have to know in your heart who you are and that's why the helmet needs to come off for the other guy. Mm. 
Yeah. I've been feeling that for a while with him. Like, because, like, the helmet has led to so many amazing things. And it's also kind of like a Disney World thing. I mean, like, little kids, like, love it. And, like, people – it's just a character that people love. But at the same time, I know underneath that he's so ridiculously talented and lovable, like, as who he is. So it's – it's yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, and speaking of a lot of people around somebody talking, creating things and having mm-hmm. to say. Um, but cool. Well, and so what advice would you give to someone who is sitting in their bedroom and who knows they can sing or knows they can create music but feels like there's so many other – like they don't know how to stand out. Like they don't – they don't, or they feel like, well, what if I don't stand out? Like should I even still do this? He's saying anybody can stand out. And then one, that's what he's saying. Two, um, it's not that a gimmick like that, like w- with a helmet, wouldn't work or isn't a good idea. Right. Because I feel like he liked it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's when that's all you do. Right. And they don't mm-hmm. see your talent is what he is alluding to. Mm-hmm. Right. So he wants me to clear that up. But then the other thing is um, you have to have more. He's saying influence, but I don't think he means influence. Confidence. You have to have more confidence in yourself than anybody else. Because if you don't have that confidence, you're going to get a hundred people telling you how poorly you do whatever it is that you want to do. And if you believe them, that's when greatness stops. Mm. Oh, I love all this. It's speaking in my soul right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> Okay, you and Avicii just have your private jokes over there. Private <laughs> jokes over there. Um, <laughs> he likes you. Um, he likes me? Yeah. Is he making fun of me? No, 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 no. Quite the opposite. He was like, I know it is, baby. I know it is. Like, <laughs> like that's why I was laughing. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Um, Avicii, have you been uh, meeting any other musicians over there? Yeah. Who? He said he's learning from the greats, which is exciting. Like who? I feel like Mozart is one of them. Oh, shit. Yeah, no big deal. Just name drop on that You guys like playing piano together? (laughs) I'm serious. Uh, Are you? Yeah, I just – it was. this is a funny question. This is an insane conversation that I'm having right now. I know. Um, (laughs) Um. He's showing me his song, Wake Me Up Again. But he's showing me, um, like, the the melody behind it, like, the actual song mm-hmm. behind it. And then um, it's, like, this crazy collaboration with Mozart. Because then you hear, oh, my God, I wish I could describe this so much better. So it's, like, the melody. And then you hear um, Mozart's, how they have the the deeper tones in Mozart. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? It gives me actually goosebumps. Wow. That's really cool. I wish I was a musician. Shit, you should probably connect to somebody else and try to have them do that. That is a good idea. Okay. What? I just bring that to life. Yeah. 
That's cool. That would be really cool. Any other, uh, any intuitives listening who are musicians? Please, let please, us please, know please so we can bring this, bring to this life. into the physical. Um, that is cool. Cool. So Mozart, anyone else? Like Tupac, Biggie? Who? A violinist. Oh, you, you're all like classical over there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, but then there was um, like uh, Elvis type music. Oh. Not Elvis himself, but El- that type of music. There's a lot of that that genre too. Okay. Yo, yeah. is Tupac really dead? <laughs> yes, he's really dead. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> um, cool. Well, mm. what? He's saying he was a poet. Yo, Tupac, what? I love Tupac. Like, if you look at – I have a huge thing of Tupac in my um, in my living room because I – we – my partner and I love him so much because, like, he was a poet and he was an activist. And if you go back and watch videos of Tupac, you'll be blown away. Like, him speaking to people and speaking to the police even, speaking to interviews. Like, damn, he was so intelligent and so ahead of the time. So, yeah, big fan. Yeah, he's showing me that image again of, like, leading the way for people. Yes. And yes. people don't like that. Yeah, people don't like that. But now – but I feel like now we're in a time – like back when Tupac was doing it, we were in a time I feel like that wasn't very safe yet. It still wasn't safe. Like it mm-hmm. it was still very volatile and there was a lot of forces that were acting against someone like Tupac and that's why he's not here right now. Um, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And I I think we should talk to Tupac because I think that would be interesting because oh I'm getting a lot of information um, about that yes. that I'm not really – don't want to share um, right from a third-person perspective. Does that make sense it to you? It does. It does. Okay. Excellent. But I feel like it relates to – and I don't want to go into this. I'm just mentioning this briefly. I feel like it relates to the whole like Nipsey – are you going to bring Nipsey back? Because I'm not I bringing swear him back. No, I'm not bringing him back. I just feel like it relates to like that whole topic. Okay. For anybody that's listening that doesn't understand <laughs> oh my, God, my okay. resistance with Nipsey Hussle, this man died and he followed me around for two days oh, trying to get me to speak to people about how he passed away and who killed him. And I am not. Again, I don't want to get involved, Nipsey. Okay. I'm not trying to get involved in this. I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was for two days. I thought it was it like was, for a car ride. Nope. Nope. That turned into a two-day ordeal. <laughs> Can you just imagine he, Ambrosia's life? Can you just imagine it? Here's what I see, Ambi. I see you going into your kitchen. You open the pantry door. You're like – Mm, I'm hungry. All of a sudden, Nipsey right by your side, and you're like, and you just you you roll your eyes, you take a deep breath, and go, Nipsey, swear to freaking God, I'm hungry. Leave me alone. <laughs> See, it was similar. It was similar. Um, I was at a restaurant, and someone was like, "Oh my gosh, did you hear about Nipsey or something like that?" And I was just looked at him, and he was like, "See." And I was like, I can't with you today. <laughs> or then like I would be talking to somebody and I would bring him up and then he would come in and be like, 
do you want to talk about it yet? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going there with you. (laughs) He's just a very aggressive, not like in a bad way. Persistent. Um, Persistent. Thank you. A persistent energy. Very persistent. It was very hard to tell him to leave. It was very hard to get him to go. But that's, again, like he was, was he a way, sh- I mean, that's a characteristic of a, like a way shower or like a, a yeah, right? That, and, that's true. And that's why, and this is not to scare anyone from being like a way shower, but I feel like that incident and Tupac's incident is like, the, or, or uh, there's a lot of examples, but and Martin Luther King too, but people who really were like, like I'm standing in my truth, like I don't care. Mm. It's an example of how other people did not like that and yeah. wanted that shut down. But I think right now, again, like I don't want to say that to scare anyone, but right now we're coming into a time where that event alone, the Nipsey thing, I feel like that event alone woke so many people up to what's really like kind of going on in terms of the power dynamics and in terms of like us being – information being kept from us and stuff and us being out of our power that a lot of people stepped into their power that day. And so mm-hmm. – And uh, that's all I'll say. All I'll say on this situation is why – how Nipsey passed away and the information that he has when he's on the other side is the exact reason why I will not go public and say this is what he is saying, this is what he said, because it's pretty clear. Um, but we've also come to a, a point where he needs to find another intuitive that is willing to go on record and say this mm. because I have children and I don't want anything to happen to anyone that I love or know. For sure. For sure. Case closed. Um, Case closed. <laughs> by the way, did you see on the Kardashian – on Keeping Up with Kardashians, they went to Bali and they all got intuitive readings and um, Kim – I don't watch the show, but I saw this like in a clip or like in a headline somewhere. And then one of the intuitives, the Bali readers told Kim Kardashian, she's like, this new baby that you're about to have is the reincarnated soul of your dad who like passed away. And she's like all into it. And like, they just went like real deep into all that stuff. Did you see that, Ambie? No, I didn't. And I was like, that's cool. Cause this is being televised. Like, I mean, more people watch the show than watch most things. So, yeah. That is that cool. cool. Yeah. Thanks, um, Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Um, Avicii, are you still there? Did you – are you hanging he out? He was asking if he should stay or go. Oh. And I was like, no, 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 Avicii. Like we're, not, we're just hang we're out. Fa- we're, we're family. Just we're family. Just hang just out. Hang out here. Yeah. This is going somewhere. We're just a little scattered. Yeah. Um, well, where it was going was back to that um, – the idea of like leading the way, leading the crowd, doing things even if other people don't like it. And what I was asking was, are we moving more into a time where more people are awake – going back to your song, Wake Me Up, right? More people are awake. So therefore, it is safer. It is it is moving into a space of being safer to actually um, just do – do what we feel is right and even if other people don't like it because at a certain point everyone's going to kind of – the majority of people are going to be so awake and so aware that it's kind of going to be hard to do what's been happening in the past. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said people are awake in the aspect of 
coming into peace and and more um, being able to communicate our issues instead of um, stuffing it down and not and not speaking. Um, more people need to speak up. Mm. More ne- people need to um, be that bridge for people. That bridge meaning like uh, from people that feel like they can't speak up and people that are uh, overly, uh, overly sharing, right? Mm-hmm. People need to be that middle ground. Mm-hmm. What's one thing that if Avicii could uh, change in the world, like, or affect specifically in our world right now, he would change, like he would affect or focus on? That's really interesting. He's showing me like hunger and the water. Like Like everyone should have, yeah, everybody should have clean water is what he just said. And that um, no one should be hungry. It's a basic human need. Yeah. So we shouldn't be in survival anymore, really. And he's showing me like his stomach again. Like I don't think he was hungry, but like that bent over stomach pain. No one should feel that. Yeah, totally. And – my my last question is if he were alive again what's one thing like he would do that he didn't do He's he said just one thing and he's like laughing. Oh. Um So he's showing me a couple of images, but I think they're all the same. It's like similar. Him on stage and seeing thousands of people and just like breathing it in. Just Mm. being in that moment, being present that this is his experience. And then taking that feeling and bringing it to people when he interacts with them one-on-one. What do you mean? Like the feeling of attention, all that attention? No, the feeling of this is an amazing moment. This is an amazing opportunity that not a lot of people get to experience. Mm. Instead of feeling when he meets people one-on-one, it's almost like paranoid and it's almost um, annoyance. Mm. And why is that? Because you're pulled in so many directions. Right. You don't – is it like a feeling of distrust? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was hearing Justin Bieber talk about that, about why he's been out of music for so long and or for a couple years and how like he was on so much Xanax for so long because he's just been so paranoid that like he's just been raised in a world where like so many people are asking so much of him and like he never knows who he can trust and like he just eventually just started to like shut down. Mm. Yeah. It, it feels like it feels like what he's what he's feeling is people want to know how they can at least some people want to know how they can what they can get from you mm-hmm. like what you can offer them right mm-hmm. and what he's saying is like this is a basic human yeah even me you everybody does this what can I gain from this relationship 
right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a basic human thing. But when you have that on a bigger scale or very in your face, um, it becomes easy to distrust people. Mm. Yep. Yeah, it's all magnified again. And that's where – and that's the karmic lesson there for him. The karmic lesson. Okay. Wait, how so? That was what he wanted to experience when he came in here. Oh, okay. That was his intention in being an Mm -hmm. EG. Okay. He's going to come back, he said, in a, in, uh, a while, and he wants to be famous again. So be on the lookout, he said. Okay. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout when I'm like a grandma. I'll be like, I, I can tell the energy. Will I be able – will we be able to tell by I then? I think it'll be it- sooner than that. Oh, okay. Well, still, it'll take you time to like become a baby and, you know, walk and all that stuff again. So That's crazy. He's like, you're looking at it from – a linear perspective. You're looking at it oh, from. Oh shit! Are you already this born? A is B and B is C. And Are you already born? Yeah, I think he is. What? That's freaking crazy. How is this conversation happening if you're already born? Well, we know how it's happening. You can be a spirit and be reincarnated. Well, I want to know. Well, wait. So where are you reincarnated at? Where are you at? <laughs> He's in the Middle East or something along those lines. Wow. Going to be famous in the Middle East, okay. No, he's going to be famous in America. Oh. Okay. So question, do you already know, does that soul – That's crazy. Is that soul going to have any recognition that you were Avicii? Not by the time that soul becomes an adult. However, there will be a resonance with that <clears throat> with that music. Okay. Like he'll feel very connected to it. <coughs> mm-hmm. Okay. He's being very elusive or he's like, or she. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask if it was a she. Okay. Well, here's another – here's one uh, – I know I keep saying one He's more. He's saying this- women have more contrast than men and he likes that. Mm, so true. Need more good women right now. Um, wait. So real – one real last question. Were Ambie and I ever famous in any of our other lifetimes? I feel like we were, but I don't feel like we knew each other. I feel like it was a couple of lifetimes where we didn't interact. Okay, but were we famous like in terms of like the way that he was famous or famous in terms of just like everyone in the place we were knew us? <laughs> so this is – I don't know where where this is coming from. I don't even know if Vivici has this information, but what I'm seeing is that you were famous in the aspect of like um, it wasn't it wasn't traditional famous. It wasn't like a Vici famous. Yeah, it was like very um, like the high priestess life. <laughs> 
Yeah. It That's almost feels thinking. like dark ages or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was famous. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, in the aspect of like groupie famous in the 70s. Oh, shit. You were like, wait, groupie famous? Like you were famous as like a Band-Aid? Yeah. Like yeah. Penny Lane? Are you Penny Lane? Shit. I'm Penny Lane. <laughs> oh my god, I'll love you even more because I'm obsessed. How did with Penny, Penny Lane, Lane? How did Penny Lane die? I don't think she yeah. died. She's still alive. Well then, no, I can't okay. be Penny Lane because it's it's there's this image that I have of um I've known it since I was a child. Like the last time I was here was in the 70s, and I killed myself. Oh, shit. I can remember it. Like I have full memory of doing this, jumping off of a building, a very Whoa. very high building. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Damn. But I didn't know why. I didn't know what I was doing. And now what he's showing me was that I was like a groupie or a Band-Aid. And um, I didn't feel like I was being taken seriously. Mm, wow. Which makes sense. I mean. Yeah, you still feel that sometimes, right? Whew, yeah, that's true. Full circle there for me. Yeah. So many full circle moments. Wow. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Avicii. Well, well, Avicii, this has been awesome. And thanks for that information. And thanks for being, um, I don't know. I feel like you're kind of a guide to us, kind of, weirdly, or some, or a friend, spirit friend. What are you? Family. Your family? Yeah, your family. Hell yeah, your family. Um, you, like, helped us start this podcast, basically. So thank you for that. Mm, thank you. Um, cool. Well, Tim, it was a pleasure. It hope, hope to talk to you again soon. If you, if you, if you want to come said, share. As always. Yeah, as always, if you want to come share, let us know again. Um, and, and we love you. And um, oh, and let's say thank you to our Patreons Whitney Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowens, Shannon Mc. What is it? Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Nike, Mimi of Netter, Melanie Larson, Marlena Brazil, Maribel Muncie, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kim Bartel, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha Boshnevich, Carrie Mayweather, Jamie Witch, Jimmy McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Shy and Carol, Charmsey Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, Amelia Stevenson, um, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, and Adonica Haskell. We love you guys. Thanks for making this happen. And until next time, everyone and Avicii, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.